Rosen is the Ren and Stimpy. Of <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the newest installment of the Fatherhood Rocks podcast. My name is Keith Paul Jason, and I'm your host. Last week, I got to spend an entire day in the beautiful city of Detroit, interviewing fathers from all over the metro Detroit area. This particular interview that you're about to hear was recorded in boxer Tony Harrison's super bad gym over there off of Puritan. Now, what you're about to hear is a story that I was just blown away by when I read about it in Yahoo Finance. You're going to hear from a former boxer who became a stay-at-home father. And well, I'll just let Scott Buckziger tell you his story. My story is, uh, I don't want to say different. I want to say I'm, I'm unique in my own little way. So a little bit about my background is I was a professional boxer in the 90s. Um, I came up in the system of Detroit, Galaxy Boxing. I fought out of Kronk. Um, I had 26 professional fights. Uh, after a six-and-a-half-year career, I got into personal training uh, in the Bloomfield Hills area, suburb area, um, Metro Detroit. Um, I did that for 11 years, and uh, I loved it. It was great. I was changing people's lives. I was having so much fun. I was meeting people. It was, it was, it was just a great experience. Plus, I was teaching boxing and I wasn't getting hit and I was getting paid for it, which was even better. After an 11-year career, um, I was starting, my body was starting to get beat down. I was, I was having some issues, you know, with clients and so on and so forth. And I, was, I was getting really miserable at the time. Like I just wasn't happy doing what I was doing. My wife is in the automotive industry. She is the CEO of a company called the CERN International, where they do manufacturing and um, she was getting into this new job where they were selling aftermarket car parts, and they thought I would be good at it because I had the this set to, I was never afraid to ask for anything. So I got involved with my wife in doing this. It was cool. It was fun. It was new. And, you know, it was like I was meeting new people. I was trying new things. And uh, as it went on, it was starting to get more comfortable to do it. And, and one day I went home to to give the nanny the car. We had a nanny, a full-time nanny that would pick up the kids, clean the house, do the laundry, because I was leaving at 6 in the morning or 5.30 in the morning to train my clients and then working all day, and I was getting home at 7 or 8 at night, and my wife's job is very demanding too, where she was at work all day. And I went home one day to give our nanny our car, and um, I went in our bedroom, and she was I found her dead. She had an embolism in her heart, or her lung explode and kill her. 26 years old. Wow, man. So, I mean, what was that like when you walked in? So, so it was crazy. So I was going to change, and I went, walked around the bed, and she was there curled up, face first. And, I, you know, I, was, I didn't even know what to do. I called 911, and when I called 911, they're like, can you touch her and see if you know, see it? And I'm like, I'm not putting my hands anywhere on her. Because you know, I was like, I don't want her to think I did it. I didn't want my fingerprints anywhere on her. And they're like, you got to touch her. They're like, you got to see if she's cold. Put, you know, just so I put two fingers on her wrist, and she was ice cold. I called, they sent me a mask. They tried to revive her for 45 minutes. Um, they did an autopsy, and they came back with she had an embolism in her lung that um, killed her instantly. Mm. And <clears throat> after that that episode you know we we had to find somebody to replace our nanny you know she was our lifeline she took care of us she took care of my kids um 
as my phone's ringing, my kids are calling. I'm, I'm, I'm very demand. I'm, I'm on demand. I'm on demand. So, um, so we sat down and we did the math and everything that we were, we were paying out insurance, someone to be there, all those hours, and it was it was right around forty thousand dollars a year. And I was a personal trainer, and and at the time the economy wasn't doing so great back then either. You know, personal training is an extra for a lot of people. It's the first thing to go right. when, when you can't afford it. It's, okay, well, here's how to cut 800 bucks. Personal training. And that's a lot of money. Right. And, you know, so it's not exactly the cheapest thing. So I looked at my wife and I said, I got this. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be, you know, be a stay-at-home dad, which is a term I just cannot stand using to. I'm not big on the term stay-at-home dad. So wh- why is that? Well, because it's not what I do. I don't just stay home and watch cops all day. You know? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I like to. I mean, some days, you know, I, lo- I would love to watch, you know, good old Oprah, but I don't. But, you know, it's, it's actually the complete opposite. Like, I do everything. I clean my own house. You know, I cook for my kids. I do all the grocery shopping. I do all the laundry. You know, I, I, have, a, I have this system put in place that really works well for me. Okay. And, and when I first became as when I first became a domestic engineer. So I that's what you want to be called. I, I, yeah, okay. I want to be called. I, I think everybody who, who, who actually puts the time and the work in, they should be called a domestic. Because that's what you do. You, you're trying to engineer the best system that works for your family. You know, and it's, it's and, and it is that. It's a system. You know, you go to work and you have a system. You know, whether you go to a factory and there's a work order, you know, what part to put where. And it's, it's for me that I'm I'm very systematic like that. I need to know what's what. And when I first became a domestic engineer, I was lost. My wife was traveling the country. She was she was she was she was never home, and I had a real hard time. I had a, I had a one-year-old, a one-year-old, a four-year-old, and I want to say Ryan was eight. My oldest was eight. So you, you have all these different personalities mixing, and they didn't know how to deal with it. And my wife, you know, not, it's not a bad thing. She had a job. She has a career um, in the automotive industry, and she was overseas a lot. And it was just, it was a really big struggle for me because I didn't know how to deal with, one, being alone. I actually felt like I was being punished for a really long time in my life. I became really negative. I, I was a hater. Like, just I couldn't see anything positive going on in my life. Like, man, here I am. My wife's traveling the world. She's making money. You know, she's got this great job. She's meeting all these people all over the world. I'm like, man, I'm home with three kids going bananas. You know, and 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 what I realized, I wasn't being punished. I was being rewarded in life, man. I, I was getting this opportunity to be with my kids. And, and I had a really hard time. And I woke up one day. I said, I can't live like this. I said, my family needs me. I said, I got to be I gotta be what they need me to be. I got to be this strong, confident dad and husband. And, and I, I looked at myself and I said, I went back to boxing three and a half years ago. I started boxing again. I started okay. training. Uh, I started eating better. And I, I just started living this positive, inspirational lifestyle that I thought was great like I want people to look at me and say he inspires me I want to inspire other people to be better whether it's a a single parent 
stay-at-home stay dad, a domestic engineer, you know, parents in general, you know, the, you have to have this positive attitude in life because if people see, like for me, I have this analogy that I use all the time when I tell people what, my wife drives the car. You know, my wife's the one who gets in the car and she drives, but I'm the engine. You know, if you take me out of that car, the car's going nowhere. And it's right. just fat. Like, I have the biggest trickle-down effect on what happens with my family. If I wake up in a bad mood, everybody's in a bad mood. If I wake up in a great mood, everybody's in a great mood. And I really try to stick to that format. Like, just, just be happy. And I have my good days and bad days. And I'll, you know, I'll roll my wife over at 3 in the morning and be like, we got to talk. Like, this is bothering me. And I've done that before, you know. And, and, and how does she respond to that? She can't stand it. Like, I, I can only like, imagine. She's like, I got to be at work in three hours. <laughs> but, you know, we just went through it. We just went through an episode um, last week. You know, my, my oldest daughter, she's just turned 12 years old. And social media, it's the, you know, that's just the way we live nowadays. And the phones. And she, she puts something on social media that, um, rose another parent's attention and the parent called us and said hey you know your daughter did this and I and I just burst out in tears and my wife's like what's wrong and I'm like you just feel like you're failing like I don't want my I want my kids to be better than I was and okay. it's really important it's really important to me I want my kids to to not be anything like I was growing up you know I wasn't I wasn't a good student I wasn't I didn't listen I just want my kids to be better than, than I was. And I think every parent wants that. I think, you know, that we just want to see our kids succeed. We want to see them be the best they can be. And, and, and my wife's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, you just don't want to fail your kids. Like, it's so important for me. I just, I just want my kids to know, you know, it's going to be okay. Okay. So let's go back to when you said you felt like you were almost cursed. Or like you were just being punished, I think was the word that you yeah. used, uh, as as a stay-at-home, well, domestic engineer, uh, and you felt like you were being punished. What? Walk me through what that transition was like, because I know most guys. You ask them, "Would you stay at home with your kids?" The answer is going to be emphatically, "No, I'm not doing that." They can oh. go to daycare, or my wife will be the one to take care of the kids. So, what was what was that transition like for you? So, for me, like right off right off the bat, my wife was traveling. My wife's my wife cuz she's the CEO of a company is gone 2 weeks almost every other month or every month. Like right now she's about to leave for a month. And when I first started doing that, it was it was I felt like I was being punished because I, she was calling me, she'd be in China, Hong Kong, like for example, Hong Kong. And I'd be like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going out with the boys. We're going. But you, I, whereas I thought it was her hanging out, like, hey, you're, you're traveling. You're, vaca- you're on vacation. It's not vacation. That's, that's how business is done. You know, and, and I had a, a really bad conception of what was going on. Hey, I'm out with the boys. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm one of these people. You got to be honest. You want to get your point about You got to be honest. I'm like, oh, man, she's out with the boys. And I know how guys are, and and my wife is very attractive. She's intelligent. I'm like, man, this is, you know, and, and you you can think. You can stir up anything in your mind if you like. Life is mental. Yeah, absolutely. You, you want to be happy, you'll be happy. You want to be miserable, trust me, mis, mis, you know, misery loves company. And I was just putting it into my head. I'm like, man, you know, 
was just probably with this guy and he's a CEO and here I am, I'm not making any money. I'm just this poor schmo, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just a glorified nanny and I had a hard time with it and I felt like I was being punished. I'm like, you know, my wife's in Hong Kong, Shanghai, she's hanging out and, and, and my wife's always honest with me. Hey, I'm out with this guy, you know, I'm out with this. And she goes out, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of women in the automotive industry too. It just happens to be a male-dominated business. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and, that, and that's why I felt like I was being punished for so long because I pumped it in my head like, okay, well, she's with that guy. She wants to be, she wants to be with a guy like that or a guy she can communicate with or a guy who can break down metals knows about class A coatings and, you know, what a forged part is and all that stuff. And I had, a, I had a really tough time dealing with it. Okay. Now, I mean, so what kinds of effects did that have on you? Or what sort of things did you start to notice going on in your life as a result of those feelings? So, so for one, I let my, I let my body and my mind completely go, which is, which is the worst thing you can do. Because once that happens, everybody sees it and nobody wants to be around you. My kids didn't want to be around me. My wife, like, she didn't want to be around me, and that's when I woke up one day. I'm like, I'm like, wait, I can't, can't, just can't live like that. It's not, it's not worth it, you know. And and you got to have faith in something, and and I have faith in my family. I'm not, I'm not a religious person, but and I've and I've thought about it. Like I've had some bad times, you know. When I first started, I'm like, man, maybe, and I'm Jewish, maybe I should go to shul and I should pray. And I'm like, man, I'm like, you know what? Nobody's going to help me until I help myself, whether it's God or religion or spiritually. I have to find myself. And I did that. I was like, man, what makes me happy? I woke up and I'm like, boxing. I'm like, it saved my life when I was 18 years old. I'm like, go back to it. Get back on that grind, like train, talk to people, get to socialization. Because when you're in a gym like this, you're going to socialize. Absolutely. And I didn't have that. Like, like. Part of, part of my system was, sorry, excuse me. My system was broke at first because the first three years I was home, I was cleaning, I was I was in a car because we lived almost an hour and a half away from school. I was driving four hours a day just to and from school. Now we live closer, um, but my my life was just my kids, and I didn't make any time for myself. And it's so it was so important, like. I'm like, I gotta live my life. Like, you gotta go out. You gotta have fun, and and I just started changing everything. Like, like, you know, if I want to go out, I get a babysitter, and I'm not going out and going clubbing or anything like that. But I'll go out. I'll have a drink. I'll, I'll, I'll socialize. I'll get that adult interaction. So, what was it that helped you start to turn the page, where you started to turn things around? Like, what I mean, what what did you start so, to see? So this is so, this, so what happened was. I was making everybody so miserable, my kids and my like, and it's just the truth. Like nobody, I wasn't making anybody happy. Nobody wanted to be around me. And what what I noticed was when I started to change, when I started that positive vibe, like, and I know it sounds all like cultish, like hey, he's doing yoga and stuff like that. But the truth is, like I just put it in my head, man. You 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 got to be you, you know. Um, and, and for me, the, the big change and the big notice was when I started being happy and I started being friendlier to my kids and my wife and, and the, the big trust issue, because that was what a lot of it was. Like, oh, you're in China, you're doing this. And she, she wasn't doing anything. But as a guy, 
it's it's total role reversals. And, yeah. and I'm sure a lot of guys that they were in my position would feel the same way. Like, oh, my, my wife's, you know, my wife's in China. She's hanging out with the boys because I know how boys are. <laughs> right. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying she's, but I know how boys are. So yeah. I just noticed, oh, I just started oh, to notice, I just started to notice that once I started to change my attitude and I wanted to live life to the fullest, everybody started to be happier. Everybody. The results were shooting through the roofs. My kids started doing better in school. My wife could be more productive at work. I was being more productive at home. I was happier. I was healthier. It was just a great turnaround. It was, the, it was, it was honestly, <clears throat> I always say I'll never go back to that ever again. I had my bad days. I have tons of them. You know, we laugh, we cry, we fight. We're, you know, it's not like our family isn't like watching Caillou, the cartoon. Like it's not always happy-go-lucky. Like it doesn't, always, it doesn't always work out like it does for Caillou. And, and that's something like we we're. Caillou we, is a whiner, isn't it? Oh man, that I mean, Caillou is just Caillou like, needs his. I can't. I don't want to say it. But. <laughs> Thank you, because we, we try to keep yeah, the explicit no, words out of the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate kids, that. But Caillou point. could use some behavioral adjustment. Oh yeah, man. So, but one of the things we really. Me and my wife do. We we have a saying, "Team Buck," and I and it's tattooed on my you know on my side of my hand. And we're a team first and foremost, man. I, I'm, I'm. Bl- I guess the only word I can think about is blessed, man. I, I got this awesome role model wife that is just spectacular. She doesn't. Ask, she's never asked me to change. She never tells me I can't. You know, if there's something I want to do, whether it's open a business or do this or do that, she's, she's always got my back. And I'm the same way, and it's important to me, you know, that, that my wife always knows that I'm there for her, you know, and, and that's key. So walk me through what a day looks like as a domestic engineer. Okay, so, so I'm going to so first thing I do every morning is I work out, you know, somehow. I, I get up, I work out. And but before I even leave the house, there's a load of laundry that goes in. There's a go, there's a load of laundry that goes in the washer or dryer, and I switch them because the laundry for five people can pile up fast, really fast. So I usually do that. I I, I eat. I, I make sure I eat some sort of breakfast. I always put something in my body. Like right now it's summertime, so I'm gonna I'm gonna incriminate myself a little bit. Hopefully my wife doesn't hear this. It's easy in the summer. I'm, I get to reap the benefits of being a domestic engineer. You know, my kids don't have school. I'm not waking them up at 6.30 in the morning. So right now it's fun. But when school starts, it, it gets a little more hectic. You know, you get up, you know, you got the fights. I'm not getting up. I'm not going to school. Okay, you're going to school. You know, it, it, get in the car. You got to feed them breakfast. What do you want? I don't know. You want you want waffles? I don't know. I don't want waffles. You want cereal? I don't know. I don't, so it's always something. So there's a um, I and then you know you take them to school and then I'm I'm right at the grocery store every day. I'm I'm at the, they know me by name at the grocery store. I go to the grocery store. I go home, um, and you know unload the food, cut up cut up most of the fruit, um, put everything away, back putting clothes away, cleaning the house. I don't live in a real small house, so it, it's it's very time-consuming. Um, where you know I'm all over the place. I, I probably I probably burn 5,000 calories a day just moving around, walking around, doing laundry, carrying it up. And I'm one of those people. Like I know a lot of people. Like man, has have your kids help you? 
my my thing is by the time I actually argue with them to help me and get it done, I could have been done in there and sitting down already. It's not, it's not worth the fight to me. Like, yeah, that's one thing my wife always tries to stress to me is that you have to pick and choose your battles. Yeah, like, and you know sometimes, like you just said, it's it's just not worth it to go through that stress. Yeah, like like they know, like and and they do, and my kids do a lot of crazy things, but you know, and then. Before you, th- you don't realize how, how little time you actually have in the day. By the time I go to the grocery store, come home, you know, um, clean the house, it's, it's right, you're, you're right back at school picking them up. And then it's sports or it's tutoring, you know, or it's, hey, we, you know, we want to go home. And, and that's a whole fight, too, in itself, you know, getting your kids to do your homework. And that's something that two years ago I really decided that, that that's that's another battle I want nothing to do about and and my oldest daughter she's a lot like me like school's not her thing it's not for everybody school isn't you know not everybody's cut out to be a doctor she's a total entrepreneur and she's going to be great at whatever she does in life but hey you got homework no okay you got homework uh, well I don't like school okay well you're going you know, it's just something to do. So we have two, we have, you know, she'll tutor once or twice a week and it gets done. And it's just because that wasn't a battle. It was ruining our relationship. So that was a battle that, that I that I didn't want to fight anymore. Okay. So that's your typical day. And is that the kids again? If yeah, you need to answer that, now, you can now go it's ahead. My, now it's my wife. That's oh, okay. My kids are, see, I, I, I'm in demand. Yeah, I mean, you're a popular guy today. And, and so if it sounds like we are recording in the middle of a boxing gym, it's because yeah, we literally this, are yeah, recording in the cool. middle of a boxing gym. This We're here awesome. at Superbad, which is Tony Harrison's uh, gym here in Detroit, right off of, well, on Puritan. And, you know, we've got a couple of younger boxers who are here working out in front of us. I think I just saw Jonathan Banks. Was oh, that really? Jonathan Did Banks? He, yeah, oh, maybe. I think that's JB in the back oh, over there. Yeah, Tony's so, a great guy, man. Yeah, Tony, Tony's Tony got a lot it. of great things yeah. going on in the community here. So when we wanted to talk about or talk with a boxer who is you know now a domestic engineer, we couldn't think of a better place to come and hang out. So if you're in Detroit, please take the time to come check out uh, Superbad right over here on Puritan. Uh, but back to the, the story about you being a domestic engineer here. Um, what lessons did you learn from boxing that, that you carry over into the world of fatherhood? Okay, so... And I went to this last week. I was telling you I was crying last week. And I'm not afraid to say I'm crying because you don't cry because you're weak. You, you cry because you, you have to be so strong. And, and a lot of that is because I'm so strong for my kids and my wife that when it, it's time to be strong for me, I got nothing left. So I'm not embarrassed to say every now and then I break down and I'll shed a tear. But a, the, the one thing I really learned from boxing is don't quit. Don't give up. You know, and do the best that you can do. Because at the end, nobody can ever say, they can never take away that from you. Like, nobody can ever take away how hard I try for my family. And I I do. I live for my family. It's tattooed right here. My family is my heart, my life, my world, and and, and my family. It's tattooed. It's there. It's every day I look down at it. And it's just there. And, And boxing taught me, you know, just don't quit. And you can't quit on your family. Like, yeah, I could go back and... I could get a job and I can personal train again, but wouldn't that be easy? Like, wouldn't that just be the easiest thing I could possibly do? Like, hey, I'm giving up. How, how would my kids look at that? Like, yeah, I couldn't handle it. You can't handle your own kids. Like, that's, that's not, like, we got issues now. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and my kids, and, and I'm the first to admit, like, my kids are hysterical too. Like, 
they're all different. All kids are different. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what works what works for me might not work for you. But the whole thing is maybe one thing I say today reaches one person and says, you know what? That's a good idea. Maybe I need to incorporate working out or the way we dress mm-hmm. or eating better. Is it, could, could it really be that simple? Like to, to kick it's because it's all related. Absolutely. It's, it's, I'm, a, I'm, a big, I'm a big believer in that. Like the way we dress, the way we eat, the way we work out. If I walk outside and wave to somebody, I can change somebody's life and, mm-hmm. and, and, and inspire someone. Like, like I had this wave. Like my, my, my little son, he plays this game called Sweet and Sour. And, I, and he's just, he, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm waving at people. I'm like, why? He's like, well, if they wave back, I get a sweet. And I'm okay. Like, and I'm like, and I'm like, he's like, if they don't wave back, I get a sour. And he's okay. always playing this game. And it's, it's cool because he likes to make people smile. Right. And it, it's a good vibe. But um, life is good, man. I, I got no complaints. And, and, and that's a lot of it, too. I'm not, I'm not complaining about where I'm at. I, I just, I, I'm not looking for sympathy ever. I want the empathy. I want people to understand that when I wake up and I take care of my kids, it's 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 a job. It, it really is. Just like when people go to work, and the only difference with my job is it never ends. It's 24 hours a day. Even even if my wife's home, like it's my responsibility. The school, the sports, you know, the cleaning, the stuff that's got to get done around the house. We have to call a handyman. And and listen. I mess up plenty. When I, I used to shrink clothes, I've messed up handiwork. I mean, I'm not even allowed to touch a tool in my house anymore. <laughs> I'm the same way. Don't <laughs> my tell wife's anybody. like, you want to do, you want to get done? Call somebody. You know, and, yeah. and, and it's just the way it is now. You know, we we have a great relationship, and you know, I, I went. My wife just asked me a couple weeks ago. She's like, if you could do anything in the world, where would you want to be? What would you want to do if you if you had no fear? Of failing, what would you want to do? I said I'd be where I'm at. I said I'm here for. There's a reason. I'm, there's a reason I'm here. There's a reason I'm. I'm. I'm being blessed to be with my kids and my wife and take care. There's some. Someone put me here for a reason. I totally. I truly believe that. So the reality is, there are way more men who were in a situation like you were in and are still in than care to admit it and care to talk about it. Oh, and and so. I believe that. What would you say to fellas who might be in the same situation and have some of the same thoughts that you had about becoming a domestic engineer? So, so that that's 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 a really hard thing to deal with for a lot of men because you got to have confidence. For example, this Thursday night, um, we're going to a black tie event for my wife for for Mish Auto that my wife sits on the board with, and, and Mish Auto advocates. Um, for, for Michigan that lets people know about the automotive industry and they do a great job <laughs> and, and the first thing that pops to mind is man what, what do I have to re- like how do I relate with people like because if you know like these guys are all business people or one of the bankers or lawyers like I got I got nothing in common what do you want to hear how I vacuum my floor today like <laughs> you want to hear how I change the diaper you know and it's hard because because as a man it's a, it's an ego thing you know you, you can't let your ego get in the way and, and and luckily for me I had I had the background where I was a boxer and, and I can always break into some sort of story you know hey I fought on TV how many people can say they did that you know hey I went there you know because not, not only fought on TV but 
I mean, you were mentored by one of the best to ever do it with James Tony, right? Which makes for amazing yeah, stories, so I'm sure. Yeah, so there's always there's always something. So I think I think a lot of men. The, the first step, honestly, for me was I used to deny it. Like, what are you doing? I used to try to do other things, like say, oh well. I do this or I do that because I was embarrassed. Like I didn't want people knowing. Like I stay. And now it's like we go out and what do you do? I'm a domestic engineer, and, and I'm proud of that, man. I, 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 I am the reason my wife can do what she does. Bottom line is she, you know, if if I don't do what I do on a daily basis, she can't. She she wouldn't be able to function. And the same thing, same thing goes for her. She wouldn't do what she did we wouldn't be able to function as a family. And, and that's the honest thing I truly, I know it sounds shallow, but it, it's, it's true. Like, we need each other. And, and yeah, people will be like, well, she could just hire a, a nanny leaves. You know, like, it's, it's not the same. Like, I care. You know, I, I'm there. I'm in. I'm, I'm down for my family. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure she, she can do what she has to do through the daily grind that she goes through, which is, and, and I would never switch. My job for her job because she's got it. It's impossible. Like last night before we even come 409 last night, I see her working on her phone, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I, I got to handle these issues in China because it's the time difference." And I'm like, "Man, I don't, I don't want her job." I'm like, "I'm, I'm cool right where I'm at." I'm like, "I'm, I'm good," but it's a lot. Like I think, I think more men need to. I think they need to bond together. I think there's got to be more of like a social aspect where where men get together and, and they talk because moms do that like like it's true you know that they, they put on their lululemon they go to starbucks and and they and they congregate true and it's just it's just factual like like men don't do that like men are you know like they don't go to breakfast together they don't talk about their kids they don't talk about the stories and there's a couple of stay-at-home dads in my in my school where my kids are but it's like it's like they don't fully admit it it's like this to me. It's like you're 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 a domestic engineer. Dude. Like just roll with it. Make the best of it. And I do that. Man. I, I I enjoy where I'm at. I have no, I love it. Man, I love it. I absolutely love it. From when I first read the story online to being able to sit next to Scott in the gym and hear him share his story is just something that's been an amazing blessing. And I hope that it is something that has helped some fathers out there. There are times when fathers need to set everything else aside and handle business in the home. And I just applaud Scott for being willing to answer that call and stepping up to be a domestic engineer for his children. And I just really, I, I cannot say enough about how impressed I am by his story. Now, I could ramble on for hours, really, but I'm not going to do that. We're just going to wrap up the episode here today. Please remember, if you if you enjoyed what you heard today, be sure to go and like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. You can do that on iTunes or on Google Play. And then, as I've asked in the past, if you could just take some time and share it with about 5 million of your closest friends, that would mean the world to me too. So, once again, thank you for listening to the Fatherhood Rocks podcast. And as always, Fatherhood Rocks.